And happy Thursday, TJ. Welcome back into another edition of Prime Sports World. And on today's episode, we're going to deep dive into the offseason of our division, the NFC North. I'm, of course, your host, David On Point, right there. It's the TJ Hopkins, my co-host. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. I also shared the link to our myriad of streaming platforms, including uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Um, so if you do happen to miss us live, you can catch us on all of those platforms. That link is in the chat on all of our platforms. Uh, we go live basically every single day on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. Uh, we're also on those streaming platforms. So, yeah, check, continue checking us out. And, TJ, this is our division, man. Uh, uh, we've already did the Chicago Bears episode. Uh, you may have missed that show. I will share the link to that episode as well, um, so you can keep it up on uh, keep up with all of that content. But yeah, this is the North. Uh, it's the Green Bay Packers. It's the Minnesota Vikings. It's the Detroit Lions, and it for sure feels like a changing of the guard is happening here with the NFC North as Green Bay. You know, I know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the CEO of Prime Sports World, obviously a big Green Bay Packers fan. He'll be joining the show here eventually. Um, so he's uh, doing a good deed right now. So shout out to him for taking care of the business. Uh, I'm going to flip over. Let me flip these slides around, though, because I know he wants to talk about the Packers. So we'll just change up the order a little bit here so we don't have to we don't cover the Packers while he's not here. Let's talk All about right. the first team in the we want to talk about was the Detroit Lions. Uh, okay. Finished at with a winning record there. Uh, their draft capital. They got the sixth overall pick from the Los Angeles Rams. They also have their own first overall pick. Um, they were basically a, a chin away from making the playoffs this season. Uh, really a turnaround that was really impressive. Uh, they have their own pick in the second round. They also have Minnesota's pick as part of the TJ Hawkinson trade. I don't know why they have a six-round pick from Denver, uh, but they do. Uh, they're notable free agents right there on the screen. Jamal Williams, the master of the touchdown last year, uh, broke a Barry Sanders record last season. DJ Shark, a good wide receiver. Alex Anzalone, a solid middle linebacker, linebacker. Uh, Deshaun Elliott, safety. Mike Hughes, a serviceable corner. Uh, they have $13.2 million in cap space. Uh, head coach Dan Campbell, Brad Holmes, Rod Wood. So if you're the Detroit Lions, how are you approaching the free agency and the NFL draft? Is it because it feels like this team might be a tad bit ahead of schedule? Um, offensively. Yeah, oh, for sure offensively. But it just feels like the timeline, they, they've, they've, they've jumped a little bit on the timeline. Like yeah. where, where people uh, thought they'd be at this point. Well, fun free agency. I'm, Jesus Christ. Okay, I got the XFL on, and I am just loving the orange jerseys that the Seattle Sea Dragons are wearing right now. It's very eye-opening. It's very eye-popping. It's like, oh, it, it's it's one of those, like, it grabs your attention. Like, it's it's like it's one of those because the, the helmets are those, on. Uh, like the color rush jerseys that the NFL tried to No, 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 no. I, I'm going to put the XFL on after You got to see but... it. You got to see uh, it. You got to see uh, it. Because, so, like, they're, it's like they're doing the orange and white combo. Like, the pants are white, so they're not all orange. But anyway, Ooh, like, if, wow. yeah. All right. So, if I'm the Detroit Lions, the first thing I do, like, I got to bring back Jamal um, uh, Jamal Williams, like, because he was such, like, he was such a solid running back for them. He led the league in touchdowns. Like, I, I brought up the stat all the time. Like, he, I think he scored, like, 13 or so odd touchdowns in four years with the Green Bay Packers. He blew that out the water in one year with the Lions. Like, that is insane. Um, defensively is where this team, um, lacked sort of, yeah. sort of, so, like, especially at the, like the edge rusher. I know Aiden Hutchinson came out really strong towards the end of the season there. Uh, but at the beginning of the year, he was, 
I mean, their pass rush was basically non-existent, and they were giving up tons of ground. Uh, they get, yeah, they, through, they, the, they through the air, they gave up tons of ground to the ground. So uh, like, this was a Swiss cheese defense, to say the least. Yeah, all, so it's like offensively, yeah, they gonna put on the show. Like and, and most and, of it, and, and, and they've helped revive Jared Goff's career. Maybe people thought he'd come to Detroit. You know, he just be an afterthought. Yeah, like I wouldn't say die. I mean, that seems a little no, boring, no, no, but, no, no, no. Like the, let's let's be honest, Detroit does not have a good track record of being a good franchise. We true. thought, like, we legit thought Matt Stafford, they had us thinking Matt Stafford wasn't a good quarterback, right? I remember when the Matt Stafford trade broke to the Rams, you, like, we're, we were doing the show, you asked me, what, like, what do we think of the Matt Stafford era in Detroit? What did I say? It left much to be desired. It's true. I mean, you have the weapon. I mean, but they always the defense was always the kind of the Achilles heel for the Detroit Lions. They could always score points. They could always they score points, and they just we never would... could stop anyone from scoring. And you know, on their roster, you look at the the Jeff chart there. They could really use another corner. Uh, I know, you know, uh, Jeffrey Okuda had a solid season this year, but mm-hmm. I still think they need a, a true number one. Um, I think they need. I think they need a guy to collapse the pocket. I think their edge rush is set for the next 10 years. You got I, I, I agree. James Houston had eight sacks in eight games last season. Um, Isaiah Bugs was a solid player down the stretch here uh, for them who could play defensive tackle a little bit. And so, yeah, I, I, I can't help but think back to that defense that had Nick Farley and Ndamuk and Sue right next to each other. And it's just, uh, it's just it, it, it just couldn't, like, we thought about it's the same thing like with Darius Slay. Like you got this lockdown dude and Darius Slay, but Darius Darius Slay never got the love he properly deserved playing for Detroit because it's I'm just one dude. Yeah, I, I can only do so much with with my side of the field, right? It's I, I agree with you like with Jeff Okuda, like especially coming off that injury he had, like that was that was tough. Like and he still really. He's probably just now feeling, quote unquote, back to normal. As you already know, my philosophy that first season off of injury, you don't train, you rehab. Yeah, that's true. You rehab to get back on the field. Now that you have a full off season where you're not hurt, you can fully focus on your training like you're supposed to. Now we can do a little different. Obviously, with when you traded Jared Goff, uh, Jared Goff, when you traded Matt Stafford to the Rams, you didn't think you'd be getting the six overall pick. Right, you thought this would be like your. You thought that would be your pick, right? We legit think the the, the roles would be reversed, right? Like you would have yeah, 100%. sixth overall pick, and then the eighteenth overall pick or whatever the later round pick would be from the Rams. I've I talked about it earlier. I've seen too many mock drafts with them getting. One of these quarterbacks, and I'm just I'm, like, I've also seen a bunch of mock drafts where they have the Lions trading up with the Houston Texans. Um, in order, in order, in order to facilitate this like podcast, right? I, have to, I joined a bunch of groups, like a bunch of public groups for a bunch of different teams, because um, uh, you know, and share this podcast into the group chats with those teams. Like all of the Houston Texans people, who think that like the Seattle Seahawks are going to trade up to get the second overall pick, or like the, the Lions are going to be trading. I just don't see it. I don't see it either. Because it doesn't make sense. I I mean, unless Geno Smith leaves, leaves in free agency, which you already know that before the draft, but like, I, I just can't imagine the Lions trading up, especially not like for a quarterback. I think Jared Goff is going to be the guy there. And he's under contract of team, sort of team friendly deal for the next couple of seasons. Like, you mm-hmm. don't necessarily have to have to get a quarterback in this year's draft. You just don't. 
and Jared again, Jared Goff is not a bad quarterback. I, I don't understand where this notion of right, we're going to get CJ Stroud with the fourth overall. Why? You got Jared Goff for a good uh, at least another seven to eight years, barring any injuries. Because right? Jared Goff's already what, 27, 28? I will pull up his age right now. Came into the, yeah, he came to the league at uh, what, 2016? Jared Goff is 28. His birthday is in October. So he's, it's, yeah, he's 28. 20, uh, you got Jared Goff for a good seven, seven, eight years still. Yeah. Right, like, uh, unless uh, unless the wheels just completely fall off. I mean, Jared Goff's had some really good seasons as a member of the Los Angeles Rams. He just couldn't win the big one. And I mean, if you're the Detroit Lions, like this is a good offensive line. If you could build up this this defense in this year's draft, you can have a team that's in the, that wins the NFC North next year. I mean, the, we don't we're gonna get to Minnesota. We don't know what they're gonna look like next season. We don't know what Green Bay is gonna look like next season. Like this is a team from the legit could win the NFC North next year. If there's a couple tweaks on the defensive side of the ball, they win the division. Uh, yeah, there, there are a couple playmakers like there are a couple playmakers away, and I said that when they beat the Green Bay Packers, like they already knew that their season was over. Like so, and I love Dan Campbell's uh, uh, mentality going into that game. He's like, "Well, if we can't go, I damn sure don't want them going." So they not yeah. go, and that's really how it should be. Like, hey, you ain't clinching the playoff spot on me. Like, not on like no, not on me. Like, I'm not going, kind sir, and. When I said that they are a couple playmakers away, the group I'm in with Christian, this one guy comments like, "You can say it about any other team." I'm like, "I'm not talking about any other team. I'm talking about clients." <laughs> Those people are just uh, so. Easy. I mean, and th- there are some players that they could cut to cut to make some more money if they wanted to. Michael Brockers make a ten million dollars uh, as a backup defensive tackle. Uh, Romeo Quara seven point five. Uh, Vitai six point five. Who's a guard? I-, I I'd be shocked if they cut pieces of this offensive line. And Charles oh, yeah. Harris has become a backup. Defensive end, I could see could say four million by cutting him, um, yeah. but yeah, their big needs are a defensive tackle, quarterback, and then at safety in the back the back half of this defense. I actually kind of like Aiden Hutchinson and um, was it James Houston? Uh, James Houston, sure. Like he mm-hmm. had a solid end of the season there for him for them. Uh, yeah, again, you got one dude who, in my opinion, was my defensive rookie of the year, and then you got another dude who followed him up with eight sacks by himself. Yeah. Again, yeah. like it was just. You look at how some of their games when you had the you had that that first game against Green Bay where you just literally made Aaron Rodgers life a living hell, right? You won the game. What was it like fifteen to three? Like it was terrible. He threw three picks. Yeah. Yep. Like it was it was just God. And then you look at games like that first game against Chicago where Justin Fields looks unstoppable. Hey, he carved you up for like he 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 got loose on you for like a sixty-seven yard run or however long that run was right and you got a game against seattle where they offense lit you up a game against the eagles where they off their offense lit you up and it's i mean but those were like really good offenses this past season so it's not it's not well the, well the eagles yeah like we knew that was coming seattle yeah, seattle seattle at that time at that time we didn't we, 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 didn't, we didn't see that coming though <laughs> uh, but their offense was already putting up big points before they put up like 48 against the Detroit Lions. The other thing to keep in mind when it comes to Detroit, um, Jameson Williams only played like one offensive snap this season. Like the dude was a megastar in college, and he's going to be fully healthy as you talk about. You know, he spent that full season trying to rehab, trying to get better. This is the offseason where he gets to work on his craft. He gets to become a better football player. Bro, hey, he Jameson caught Williams. 
he caught that first touchdown, like his first play, he caught a touchdown. And yeah. I just sat there and I watched it. I'm like, we're going to have to deal with Aiden Hutchinson and Jameson Williams for the better part of a decade. I hate it here. Um, I, I, I was like exaggerating the hate it here part, but I'm just like, yo, we, we're going to, as a Bear fan, we're going to have to deal with that for the next 10 years, minus barring any injuries. I'm not wishing injuries on anybody. But the foundation, right, the foundation for the Detroit Lions is there. It's uh, there, like you they, just they, they, and, and they built it up in the trenches. They built this on a great offensive line that facilitates right, Frank, their right. offense. Frank Ragnow, Pinay Sewell, a bunch. Of, I'm like, I Taylor again, Taylor, like the foundation's there. You just not have to Detroit line this thing up like you normally yeah, do. So, in the most recent mock draft, this one is from uh, sorry, uh, Chad Roeder. Uh, he has the Detroit Lions taking uh, Christian Gonzalez, the corner out of Oregon, at six. And then with their second overall, second first round pick, they have the thing of Michael Mayer, the tight end out of Notre Dame, which I really like. If he's still there, I, uh, I don't know. Uh, Michael, uh, Michael, Michael Mayer, Mayer the, the tight end from Notre Dame. Yeah, I don't so. want to see that. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want to see. Um, but, I don't. I don't, don't want to see Michael Mayer. Christian Gonzalez, like he kind of like he fall again. He falls into that West Coast bias because nobody's staying in the. Nobody's staying up to watch an Oregon football game late at night right like no, no nobody's doing that unless you live in oregon uh on the east coast those games start at nine ten o'clock at night and we going to sleep right maybe like, you maybe you, maybe you go to sleep <laughs> like we, we we got, to, you must be oh, talking about the cornerback out of oregon yeah yeah we're just talking about how the lions should approach free agency in the draft we held the packers off until you got back uh welcome back into the show ceo of prime sports world mr israel vera uh we're breaking down the nfc north first let's talk about uh let's talk about some top three priorities when it comes to detroit lions and then we'll move on to the team that i can't wait to talk about with izzy defense defense <laughs> defense that's yeah, my defense. Top, that's my top three priorities defense 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 I, I think i mentioned this before man lions lions don't need much offensively man the no. offensive line is solid they have two they have two good tackles they have a staple they, they have a guy that i'm i'm looking forward to in penny sue on his third year i want to see how he's going to develop his 30 years of tackle he's they got arguably have the best center in the league in frank ragnow um you know and then you know deandre swift you know you know was pretty pretty solid this year um i know he still has you know some injury issues i would love to see him play a full slate of games to see you know what he does but when he's on the field he's dynamite jared Goff was one of the best quarterbacks in the league this year um and we already know you know i'm on ross st brown what he brings to the table uh we already know we're, we're really excited to see jameson williams um you know they got rid of tj hawkinson but uh, i forget who that tight end was david that was playing pretty well in his absence uh, there uh, Brock Wright, uh, Shane Zalestra, or uh, James Mitchell—they have a bunch of, you know, they have a whole bunch of like. It's, it's Shane, Shane, Shane Jiltra is the guy who caught that three touchdown game or two touchdown game. Uh, yeah, in fantasy, and then he didn't yeah. do anything else after that. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, so defense. Like, I'm with TJ, man. Defense, defense, especially in the secondary, man. This team gave up way. They were in way too many track meets, way too many shootouts. Oh, I do, I do like. You know, I do like their two young edge rushers and Aiden Hutchinson and um, God, the other guy's name is. James Houston escaping me. Both of them had um, what James Houston had eight and a half sacks. If I'm not mistaken. Or yeah, he only, he only played. In, he only played the final eight games, and he had a, a sack in every single game. Yeah, a sack in every single game. So, um, you know, and also, uh, so big priority here: defense, defensive tackle, interior defensive lineman. If they can mm -hmm. spend a little bit of money, they got 13 million in cash base. I've heard, I've talked to Lions fans; they would love to get Deron Pay. 
San Francisco 49ers. So, you know, I, I you know, I, Aaron Rodgers has played well enough in playoff games, you know, but he's just frustrating as all hell. I mean, just especially these last couple of years. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I will take Brett Favre's throwing interceptions over Aaron Rodgers throwing a, a little amount of interceptions. And I'll take Brett Favre over Aaron Rodgers all day, even though Brett Favre is a, a you know, questionable to say the I least. Just- but no no here's the thing like so we look at this season right and we already knew coming into the season you were not going to have Devonte adams and they didn't change a thing they didn't change the scheme they it's like you you don't have this dude that racked up 1500 receiving yards to throw to anymore that bro too. like like you well the, that's my thing tj you got <laughs> you got the darkness retreat now i'm getting to it i'm getting to it i'm getting to it. you should have started the timer david what is that you got the you got the darkness <laughs> retreat he's done this for three years in a row you knew that you were getting rookie wide receivers right so what yep. the hell are you doing not working with these rookie wide receivers in the off season okay, oh um, and then this season Oh, and then this season, you do the same damn thing. You go to Oregon, you go to this darkness retreat, you get high for I don't know how many X amount of days. Our quarterback's getting high, and he's in the, and he's, he's in the dark. And I don't know what you're doing out there. I don't know what you're doing. Is that going to help us win games? Is that going to help the wide receivers build a rapport with your young wide receivers like Christian Watson and, and, and Romeo Dobbs? Hell no. You know, I, I'm sick of this, dude. I just I hope that they come to their senses and they say, look, you had a great career in Green Bay. Go, go, <laughs> ship, uh, ship them off to New York Jets. Ship them off to Timbuktu. I don't know where you ship them off. I'm ready for Jordan Love to start. It's an issue, though. It's an issue that you run into. It's an issue that you run into, and it's about it's a big sixty million dollar issue. I mean, who's who? Who has? Who, I mean, I know, I know the Jets will trade for him, but but I just that contract is just not easy to move it's it's a huge 60 million dollar issue and he's right about the rookie receiver thing like we talk about it all the time that first play against minnesota in minnesota that beautiful bomb that christian watson dropped and the first thing aaron like and aaron Rodgers, like aaron Rodgers tends to do he puts his rookie he puts his young receivers in the doghouse not throwing to you anymore da, 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 da. well whose fault is that 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 rapport wasn't there it ain't christian watson's christian watson was that he was at otas he was, he at, was, at, he was at rookie minicamp he was there right that's on you rogers to so, show up so yeah so Aaron Rodgers. so we kind of flipped the capital card here and talked about the priorities before how they approach free agency in the draft but like their priorities number one has to be figured out is Aaron Rodgers going to be here next season or not is he committed where's the commitment is he even committed to this team um do you think Aaron Rodgers will be on this team when the season starts yes or no yes I'm not one I'm the draft capital and the money don't is not worth giving up for what a year Two years of Aaron Rodgers. Well, he's under contract for three or four. I I think he gets moved. I, I don't. I can't see a I think future. He gets moved to he, Oakland. Uh, I mean Vegas. Man, that's the second time in three days you've done that. 
I'm so sorry, guys. Um, yeah, he's, he's going. To, he's. I think he gets moved to Vegas. Um, you know, I think he. I think his, his, at the end of his career, he's gonna need a wide receiver that he's the most comfortable with, right? And who is that wide receiver that he's most comfortable with? Devontae Adams, right? So you, 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 I think that is the most likeliest place that Aaron Rodgers goes to is Vegas. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. But you also got to keep. And I hope Max Crosby's involved in that deal, so we can you get that back. You gotta keep him out. You got. Oh, that's 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 not a deal. That's, 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 that's not happening. I mean, you can have Chandler Jones, who's been super effective. I would thank him. Would thank Chandler Jones. Hopefully, he'll change his. He'll have a better season than last season. And I'm like, check it out though. No, check it out though. Check it out though. So, if I'm like everybody wants to make fun of Devontae Adams, talking about some, well, you were there, then why'd you leave? Because I'm not finna deal. I, I, how? Why do you think he left? It wasn't the money. It's Aaron. It's every year of Aaron Rodgers. Well, I don't know if I want to play. I don't know if I'm gonna retire. It's it's not up to me. You're like, well, yes, it is, jackass. It is up to you. It's a yes or no question. Do you want to play in Green Bay? Yes or no. If you say yeah, then shut shut up. Stop all this hyperbole. Stop all this showmanship. Show your Jack ass. Up perfect work for yeah. him. So Jack 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 Aaron Rodgers, let's talk about the other priorities for this Green Bay Packers team uh, as they approach free agency and the NFL draft. Uh, they do have some pretty solid ca- draft capital here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, with all the so how do, if you're if you're the Green Bay Packers, I mean, how are you approaching this year's draft? Um, you know, I'm not wasting. I'm not. I'm not wasting. I'm not wasting no time. I'm. I'm. I'm shopping that fifteenth overall pick. I'm trying to move up. I'm not wasting no time. I'm getting that tight end from Notre Dame. I'm not playing. I'm not wasting. No yeah, I'm time. getting Michael Meyer too. I'm hoping that they can get Michael Meyer. That's just the words right out of my mouth. Most recent mock draft that I was guy able to pull up. Uh, Packers have them taking Jackson Smith and Jigba, which I actually really like. That would be that, an amazing pick. I take that. That's, that's a great consolation prize. That's fine. But that's if they don't trade up, obviously. But but, but all that Big Bob Tanyan shit, I'm sorry, guys. All that Big Bob Tanyan stuff, I'm going to stop calling him Big Bob Tanyan, okay? Yeah, he, he, I'm going to stop calling him that, okay? He hasn't been good since his first season. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Who stop has, been, who has hey, been saying DJ, that? Stop, DJ. So other than that. I mean, the other priorities, this offensive line was kind of all over the place this past season. We got to hey, take the that. line, build up this team. David Bakhtiari, I, he, I think he's on his last I legs. I got to cut him. I got to cut yeah, him. Yeah, David Bakhtiari's got to go. Um, but also a big priority is pass rush. I a don't know. A big priority is pass rush. This team, Rashawn Gary's, you know, he's coming. He's going to come off a major injury. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. We don't know what the hell if, him is gonna, if he's going to be like. Preston Smith is kind of looking old. They, they, they could cut. David Bakhtiari and say six million dollars towards their that's cap. Also, that's all going to go to. That's all going to go to. I didn't. I don't they, know how they, much they, they, they can cut Kenny Clark and say four million. They can cut Preston Smith three point two million. I'm not. not I'm that. not cutting Kenny. I'm not cutting Kenny Clark. You don't have many options because you don't have much cap space. Uh, you got to keep Preston Smith. But but you in the draft you have to address the edge. You have to get more depth at the edge. Rush. If I'm not mistaken, Green Bay was at the bottom of half of the league. In sacks, I, in quarterback pressures, in everything I, like that, off of the I, edge. And I, I think that's what's more, what's more disappointing about this this Packer team this season, outside of the lack of commitment to the the change of scheme. Because like we already we talked about it weekly, how they should have been running the offense, run through those two monster running backs that you got, go like go through them. But defensively, we thought this team was going to be 
forget top 10. We thought they was going to be like top three, top five. Packers were bottom five in sacks with 34 sacks last season. They are only yep. teams that had that had less sacks than the Green Bay Packers last the season. The Bears? The Bengals, the Raiders, the Falcons, and the Bears. That's it. Jesus Christ. And like I, we, I remember, I remember profusely Izzy getting on here and ranting and raving about the new no fly zone, and we made fun of him. But <laughs> no, 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 like, like, hold on, like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm not trying to be funny, but like, we made fun of him because, like, as a bear fan, we like, man, ain't finna be no new fly zone, like that. But right, hey, but in his mind, he had every right to feel that way. What secondary? What secondary? Legit on paper, what secondary is better than Jair Alexander, Rasul Douglas, Adrian Amos, and help me out? Uh, who else is back there? Uh, you got um, you got um, um, Savage, er, Eric Stokes, Darnell Snipe. What secondary? What secondary? First round picks. I mean, Darnell Savage. Oh, they have six first round picks on. They have so many first round picks on that defense. Oh, defense. Walker, Devondre Campbell. I mean, Jaron Reed. I mean, these were all guys that were very high picks for Sean Gary. Um, no, obviously but, got hurt towards the end of the season, but no. But when he when Izzy said the new no fly zone, I'm like, I had to really. I'm like, all right, Rasul Douglas turned it. He's turned it. Like he they stole him off the Cardinals practice squad. He's True. been he's been phenomenal for them. Jair Alexander is a top. What three corner five, in the draft? Five, five corner in the NFL, depending on what list you're looking at. Yeah, sure. Adrian Amos has been a solid safety since his rookie year. He was this as a rookie. He was the signal caller for a Bears defense as a rookie. Uh, he was he, great for the Bears. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what, so, so the other top three. Yeah, build this team up in the trenches. Um, I, I guess we'll see what ends up happening with Green Bay. Um, any final thoughts on Green Bay before we move on to Minnesota? Stop being. Uh, a- Excuse my language. Stop being a little bitch. Like seriously, oh. like, like, I'm, I'm, like, like, no, like the Gudekuns, Lafleur, Mark Murphy. Stop being a little bitch. Seriously. First of all, first, yeah, no. First of all, here, here's what I'm gonna say. Um, if you guys don't get rid of Aaron Rodgers, right, and you want to go through another headache of two more years, then you have to trade Jordan Love, who has some type of value uh, left, and you can get something for him back, at least you, you know, a second rounder or a third rounder. You can get a lot for Jordan Love. There's a lot of teams that want him. Tennessee wants him. A lot of teams that need a quarterback, they want Jordan Love. They've seen Jordan Love. I would not go that route. I would be like, hey, we're going to ship you out, Rodgers. It's the same situation, Brett Favre and Rodgers. We're going to find a nice student partner for you. We're going to make sure you're comfortable. They're comfortable. We're going to give a good value enough back. And we're going to start with this young kid, Jordan Love, Jordan Love, and see what the hell he's got. We wasted a first-round pick on him. We have to see what he got because that draft, if I'm not mistaken, if you weren't gonna if you weren't gonna use your love and, and know what he has in the third, fourth year, we could have went and got a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And we refused yep. to do that. So you have to know what you have to it's kind of like the, the, the Trey Lance thing. You wasted three first round picks. It's kind of like you almost have to all play this kid, right? So Jordan yeah. Love, you almost have to play this kid. You have to see what he has because you wasted and, a first and, round and pick. And as long as Aaron Rodgers is still there, I mean, he's under contract for four more seasons. Like Jordan Love, you're never gonna know. Like it's always gonna be you're like never gonna know. As long as Aaron Rodgers continues to be on the roster. Moving on from the the Green Bay Packers to the Minnesota Vikings, the team that actually won this division last season. Uh, their draft capital is not really quite there. They have a first, a third, a fourth uh, from Detroit. I don't know. Why. I guess there was a flip in. Uh, the TJ uh, Hawkinson trade. Uh, yeah. They have a, five, a fifth round, uh, two fifth round picks, and that's a projected compensatory pick. I don't really know exactly what all that means, but uh, the notable free agents: <laughs> Alvin Thompson, who's a guard; Patrick Peterson, obviously, future Hall of Famer. 
Garrett Bradbury, Irv Smith Jr., Greg Joseph, uh, who won them a lot of games this last season. Uh, projected cap space, negative 24.42 million. Um, yeah, and then Kevin O'Connell is the head coach of GM. I tried to – Ketsi Aduv Mensa is their GM, and Mark Wolf mm-hmm. is the team president. Uh, how do the Vikings approach free agency and the draft? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, before we get into it, uh, their cap situation, obviously not particularly oh. good. Uh, they do have some options and cut candidates. They could cut Eric Hendricks, uh, inside linebacker, for 9.5. They could cut Harrison Smith for 7.5 million, and they could cut Adam Thielen and save 6.4 million. As he was sort of that's phased out towards probably, the end of the that's probably Adam, the route they go. That's probably Adam, the route they go. Hey, hey, remember, remember a few years ago, guy, you guys killed me and grilled me for saying Adam Thielen was the number one wide receiver. Yeah, I, yeah, I, <laughs> I, no, I, I am you not. Forget not about that. <laughs> But I am over, and he said this. He was the number one over Stefan Diggs at that. Yeah, I am not yeah. letting. I am never letting you forget that. This I was disrespectful. It's, it's almost as bad as when the Houston Texans were going to go to the playoffs. <laughs> I, I, I no way. I never said that. You, I said that Jordan. I said that Davis Mills. No, I said oh, Davis two years Mills ago, you said they go to the playoffs. Is, is, oh, well, with the Sean Watson, with the Sean Watson. Yeah, I did. I did. I did say that. I did say that. I did say that. Yeah, it won't forget. Yeah, this team back to Minnesota. Let's see. Patrick Peterson's not going to be there no more, though. I'll let you guys know that right now. He's gone. Yeah, I think he out of there. I think he's gone. Yeah, I think Eric Smith Jr. is out of there. I think he out of there too. Got T.J. Hawkinson. His role has been completely marginalized. He gone. Oh, and and that's kind of that's kind of unfortunate because like you're thinking you're going to have this this decent two tight end set. With Irv Smith Jr. on one side and TJ Hawkinson on the other, well, and Irv Smith Jr. never really recovered from that injury, and he never. Right, that's what I'm saying. He, he, he can't he can't stay on the field, and um, the offensive line has been a bit of an issue for some years. Uh, a while. The, the defensive. I mean, I, the, I mean the, outside of Christian Darrisaw and Ezra Cleveland on the left side, uh, those guys have been awesome. Uh, Christian Darrisaw has been everything you could have thought of in a, a first round pick. Uh, but it's and, that right side. It's really struggled. If, and, if, if, and, if I'm Minnesota, another thing you guys got to mention, I would find a, a trading partner for Alexander Matson. See if you get some value out of him. I, 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 I honestly would rather trade Delvin Cook than Madison because I think Delvin you Cook Madison? is more, Yeah, I think Delvin Cook is like he's constantly injured. I think he also has more value on the open market. I think you can get more back for him. Um, and uh, – I would personally look to move Dalvin Cook. I, I think he, he gets hurt constantly. I think you can get those guys, like those fringe draft pick guys, that you can just start and have successful. As, as good as Dalvin Cook is, if I had to move one of those two guys, I would put, I would pick Cook over Madison. Yeah, well, you tripping. You tripping. Um, you are – I need that. I need that pack. I know. I need, I need that pack. I need that. I, 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 I don't know as, if I trade Dalvin as, as a team construction aspect and as a team that needs to figure out their cap situation, trading Dalvin Cook makes more sense than trading Madison. It just does. I need that pack. I know. I need the pack, bro. <laughs> I and if I feel like you hold him back, we gonna fight. I need the pack. I would rather trade. But Delvin you, Cook. but you are wrong though. Yeah, you are so. So I heard something very funny, and um, I forgot who said it. And I'm sorry because I can't give you the proper credit because I, I don't I don't want to steal your quote. Well, I'm not stealing your quote because I said this is coming from somebody else. I just can't remember who said it. 
You do you want to know the difference between the Vikings and the Bears? You want to know the difference? No. The Vikings the Vikings won their one score games. The Bears did it. Yeah. I mean that's, that's I mean, it. That's, I mean that's why they got exposed in the playoffs. I mean their defense got run over and their offensive line sucked. That's why they got. That's, that's how I got bounced out of the playoffs for sure. So I, if I'm okay, so I, I think this this draft is full of pass. This is pass rush galore in this draft. You've been looking for that guy to put next to Daniel Hunter for for years, and Daniel Hunter is starting to get up there now too. Um, I gotta, I, I, I look at this. I gotta go get. I gotta go get one of those edge rushes. I don't know who's gonna be around at pick uh, twenty-three. So in the mock draft that I've been referencing for the entire show, uh, yes. Keon White it actually ends up being the first the kid out of Georgia Tech, the senior edge rusher, because uh, Brian Flores is their new DC. I don't know if you remember yes, that. He is. Yeah. That was the first. That was the first. That was the first thing they did in the offseason. Kevin O'Connell. Kevin O'Connell. Even though Kevin O'Connell calls the defensive plays, okay. He the first thing he did was blame the defensive coordinator, and what happened? He got up out of there. Now you get Brian Flores. Now you get Brian Flores, who's a strong personality, who got a bad rap. I say he got a bad rap in Miami. No, 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 no. He got a bad end. No, not a bad rap. He got a bad end of the short end of the stick in Miami. Thank talk. There you go. Thank you for correcting yourself. Good job. That's what that's what I meant to say. Not bad rap. He got a bad short end of the stick in Miami. And so now you you basically bring in a guy that has a head coach pedigree. You might want to be like, hey, go ahead and call the play because 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 if I call the plays again and, and we struggle on defense, then who's the real problem? Who's the real problem? Mm-hmm. Kevin mm-hmm. O'Connell, right? Mm-hmm. So so yeah, I, I agree with you guys. You go with edge rusher. I like the. I always say around this time, if you that kid out of Army's there, um, what's the thing he says? Is it Andre Carter? Or, or, or whatever his name, I forget his name, said 17 and a half uh, sacks his the junior kid, the, season. The kid, the kid from uh, Army slash Army, right? Yeah, Army, yeah. It's, it's Andre uh, Carter or something like Andre. Um, no. Kevin McConnell was is there play, calls plays on offense, not on defense for the Minnesota Vikings this past Kevin Kevin O'Connell Kevin O'Connell's the the court he was a he was a former quarterback and he was he was actually yeah, if I'm not mistaken, he was calling quarterback he was calling plays on defense, but if I'm wrong mm-hmm. No, wrong. you're wrong. No, he's I'm calling the wrong. offense. Yeah, he was calling the offense. I I, I, I I thought he was calling the defense. I thought he was calling the defense because that's no. what I was hearing. That this guy was calling the defense, or that might have been, or that might have been, or that might, I might have my coaches confused. Um, here, I, I, that might be. Is that who, what's a quarterback? What is the former quarterback who's calling coaches? Who's calling the plays on defense? Is that is that like is that Zach Taylor? It can't be Zach Taylor. Because I thought no. it was Kevin O'Connell. It's it's not it's it's not it's not Kevin O'Connell. So I I don't remember who it is. No, I, I I but I if I'm them, the, I don't know too much about the guy from Georgia Tech, and forgive me for that. Um, yeah, me neither. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, like like, and again, like it's not his fault. It's like Georgia Tech is every every college football team is not going to be this eight nine ten win powerhouse. Right, you get you're gonna uh, get some five two eighty, um, three star okay, recruit coming out of high school. Uh, yeah, everybody's not gonna be. Everybody's not uh, the seven, ACC seven, seven, and seven and a half sacks this past season has and the dominant the a- rusher for Georgia. Tech, right, so. and the, the the ACC is kind of kind of a down conference right now. Clemson wasn't the Clemson that we're used to. Um, 
Notre Dame hasn't been the powerhouse of like 30 years now. Um, they're, not even, they're not even in that conference. <laughs> so. I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but like, I just, I, I'm exa- they need to be. I, they're, they're not going to do it because like the, the NBC deal that they get is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Like they get 10 year deals at a time. Like that, I need, I need their negotiating skills. Like that is amazing. Um, if I'm the Vikings, I definitely gather the trenches. I gather. I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep building up the trenches till I get it right, which is pro, which is honestly how it should be. Sure. I, I I don't care yeah, that that's, you, I mean, that's how that's how a team like the Lions and this Philadelphia Eagles team that was so extremely dominant this past season they built up these offensive lines and defensive lines and then and, they let everything else fall to place right. around it. And, and that's how you should build know, a team. And we already know that yes, even even at the offensive line in the defensive line, even in the trenches, you're gonna have some swings and misses. It happens, right? It happens. Like, do you think the Eagles just hit on Lane Johnson and then Jason Kelsey and then and all those? Like, no. Like, they. I'm pretty sure they had. No, they did, but I'm pretty sure it took a minute for them to get the right combination, right? It's it's it took a minute, right? Like, let's let's not act like it was, you know, just built overnight. Like, no, this shit takes. It, it's a process. Mm-hmm. They say Rome wasn't built in the day for a reason. So if I'm the exactly. Vikings. If I'm the Vikings, all right, I came. I, I had a great season. To me, I had a great season. Came up short, absolutely. Absolutely. I look at that that playoff game against the Giants, and the first thing I do say is, all right, what did they kill us in the trenches? We couldn't mm-hmm. get to they. We couldn't get to their quarterback, but they damn sure got the ours. Yep. Like Dexter, Dexter Lawrence yeah. lived in my back. <laughs> Alexander Mattinson is actually a free agent, so if they want to keep him, they got to spend money on him. They got to spend so, money on him. Yeah, uh, you know what? You know what, guys? My fault. I was I was mixing up uh, Chargers coach with Kevin O'Connell. There you go. Because he's he's yeah. There you go. He's the one he calls the defense, and he's the one that's on my shit list too. Anyways, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's a former he's a former quarterback that's calling the defense. It's like what the hell. Um. Anyways, uh, yeah. No, I think um, uh, in New England we had a former defensive coordinator and special teams coordinator calling call the call call offense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I got my wrong coaches. But anyways, I think this team definitely. Uh, are we on three priorities? I think they yes. they definitely have they have they definitely have to address the the defense side of the ball and especially in the trenches. We've been talking about it the last ten minutes. You need to you need to you know build on that front seven. Um. Uh, also, you have to you also you have to have Add depth in the DB in in the defensive backfield. Patrick Peterson, who is you know a leader of that defense, he's probably gone, you know, after this, you know, in free agency. He's a free agent, so you're gonna have to get another young guy. And who else? And who steps up on that defense? Is well, gonna be a leader. You know, I think Lewis seen Lewis Seen was doing a very good stuff before he got hurt and missed the most of his rookie season. Same thing with Andrew Booth Jr. is another guy who was looking promising who got hurt early and never played mm-hmm. again. And Cameron Dantzler took a step forward from year one to year two. Uh, this might actually be year three for him. Uh, excuse Duke. me if I'm wrong about that. Uh, Duke, Duke Shelley. Shelley. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was up there. So, uh, yeah, this secondary needs to be completely overhauled. And I, I still think that, yeah, they're – their defensive, their offensive defensive lines need to be completely overhauled, and I think that's got to be the number one. Priority. So you have a one, you have a three, you have a four, a five, two five, and two fives. That's it, right? So, and David, I can see, I see why you would say trade a Dalvin Cook. The question, I, and I understand why, because you can probably get 
a decent draft haul for Dalvin Cook. But the issue that you run into is, all right, trade Dalvin Cook, but to who? Yeah, I, I, I don't. That's another thing. I don't know who needs a running back bad enough to give you legitimate compensation for him. And I, I did see a, a really crazy rumor that the the Philadelphia Eagles, like if they decide to move off of all of their running backs and try to consolidate all of that into one guy, and they have the draft capital to make it work. That, oh, gee, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think about that. Oh, uh, and Miles, Miles Sanders is a free agent. He's probably, probably not going to be back. You could take, so I, you know, take a couple, take a pick, and make it a couple as the draft capital they have. I mean, because they've done so well um, right. building that roster, they could, they could legitimately trade for Dalvin Cook. Like, and when when you look at when you look at the the quote unquote tradable assets that they have, all right. In terms of value, Harrison, uh, Adam Thielen, and Harrison Smith probably fetch. You can probably fetch the most for them because of the positions that they play. Like it's we're in the we're in the pa- the past first era now. Like we've been I, in. The- we're talking about Harrison Smith trading him away. You have nobody that immediately makes sense to replace him. Right. That that's what the draft is for. At the same time, you can I mean, get. Hey, I, I I feel like no no check think about it. If you're a playoff team, right? If you're a playoff team, you got like like Minnesota. This as this team is currently constructed has like one year where they could like really make a push at this because the NFC is getting better and their mm-hmm. pieces are getting older. So like if I'm okay, like if I'm a playoff team, because I'm not trading him within conference. That's that's just stupid. I'm not doing that unless that unless the deal that you get. From a playoff team in the NFC, it's just that, what you call it, it's just that, you know, you can't say no to it. I'm trying to trade him to one of those playoff-hungry teams in the AFC, and I'm like, all right, what can you get me? Uh, and I'm like, if I'm Harrison, if I can get a second or a fourth or maybe like a, or a third, in the, another third in the fourth for Harrison Smith, you take that deal. If I can get it, I know, I know for a fact I can get a second and a third for Adam Thielen. I know for a fact I can get that. I'm not so sure. Second and a third? Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about a second. Maybe a third. I can get a second and a third. I can get a second and a third. He's a bit over the hill. He's a bit over the hill for me, man. Um, yeah, I, you know, offensively, man, they they have all the weapons. I mean, you got Kirk Cuss. Uh, it's just man. That's the real. That's the real fight. Like that's the priority that nobody yeah, wants I, to talk I, about. I, I think it eventually. I think when we're talking about this next. I wouldn't. Maybe not next, this off season, but next off season. I, I think you look at moving on from Kirk Cousins. I mean, that mm-hmm. tenure, that era has not exactly been as fruitful. As I, I just can't. I just can't. I just can't help. I, I legit think they wanted to move off of Kirk Cousins. This past like a couple seasons yeah, ago when they drafted, they extended, and then they extended him, and it just never because they had to. No, that they had to. You draft the Kellen, you draft the Kellen Mond, and they're like, like they, you ask Mike Zimmer, you ask Mike Zimmer, is Kellen Mond gonna play? And Mike Zimmer says no, and then they ask Mike Zimmer why. He's like, I see Kellen Mond every day in practice. He's not ready, and it's like, damn, bro. <laughs> like, and, and the, at that time, the season was already over. Like, the season's over. You still don't want to play the guy. Find out if he can play. Yeah, um, is, is he not, he's their backup quarterback, right? Calamond is. Uh, no, he's no, gone. he's gone. He's gone, right? He's gone, right? He's gone. Yeah, I thought Nick, he was. Nick, Nick, Nick Mullins is their backup, who's also a free Nick Mullins. Okay. So you know, hey, that, uh, that whole Calamond. I remember Viking fans were saying like, "Oh yeah, Calamond's gonna be." Right, right. To be to be fair, there were a lot of people high on Kellamon. Like, did he yeah. go yeah, to like the farm? Did he go to the ideal situation? Probably not. I'm not, you know, 
I, I don't know. But for whatever reason, he's not seeing anybody's field anytime soon. He, he can't even make it in, into the XFL. Like that's that's rough. Oh what you mean God. he can't make it to the he tried to he tried oh, to get hey, the XFL. He, no, but he, 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 he flamed out in the NFL. That's usually where you go. I mean, I don't know. Well, yeah, or the USFL. Yeah. Well, back to college, <laughs> being being a be back to college, being a coach's assistant. Yeah, maybe. That's, uh, that's yeah, how high Clinton Dix is now. Minnesota. Yes, we'll see what ends up happening here with Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they're they're the free the off seasons for all three of these teams that we featured in this year's episode in this week's episode or today's episode are really interesting. Like. What is Green Bay going to do? What is Detroit going to look like when we start the season next year? And what is Minnesota going to do in the offseason? So, uh, but yeah, thank you very much for joining us. This has been our another one of our 2023 NFL offseason previews. Uh, we're down to just three divisions left. We got the AFC North, the AFC East, and the uh, NFC East. So keep an eye out for that content. Um, you know, we're going to keep chunking along. Please like, share, and subscribe. Uh, we bring you guys an episode basically every single day. Um, so if you like content and you like watching, you know, stuff about sports, we got you here at Prime Sports World. I'm your host, David, on Point Hope, and my co-host, Mr. TJ Hopkins, and of course, the CEO of Prime Sports World, Mr. Israel Rivera. Gentlemen, what do we do here at the Prime, my friends? We bring the bring heat. The heat. Can, I, can I just say, like, personally, I think this is, like, one of our best shows ever. Like, we've done a lot of shows. I think this is, like, probably, like, top five, like, best yeah. shows we've ever done. Look, hey, look. Ne- hey, next time I'm coming on on the high you I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm... Anyways, hey, see you guys y'all, later. Y'all, y'all remember? Y'all remember the meme? Like the, the tweet I sent y'all? Like Pat, it was after the Super Bowl. It was like Pat Mahomes out there winning Super Bowls on one leg, and my quarterback in the cabin in the woods smoking crack. I hate it. Come on, Aaron Rodgers better be gone before next season, baby. Just saying. From your neighborhood, Packers. Hey, hey man, when you when you throw that bonanza, I'm coming to the bonanza. <laughs> like, I hate it here. I'll see. I'll see you later, man. I'll see. <laughs>